Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about three tips to help parents with their GCSE options. So within the course of today's episode, we're going to be looking at what you as a parent can be doing to make sure that you're supporting your child who is possibly in year nine right now thinking about their GCSE options. And you may be thinking, why am I recording this episode now in the summertime? But I noticed that during the summertime, although a lot of parents have gone away with their kids, if your kid is due to go into year nine, it's around like the September, October mark that parents start to get really, really stressed out before the Christmas holidays, might I add. And then the other time they get really, really stressed out is January. And most schools will ask parents to start making decisions about GCSEs by February or March of that academic year. So this is almost um, a precursor to that. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of parents will not be listening to this in the summer holidays. But what I'm going to do is that when this episode goes out, I'm going to be resharing it a couple of times throughout the academic year. But what are the three things that you can do a parent? do as a parent to help your teenager with GCSE options. So firstly, and this is going to sound practical, it's going to sound logical, but I'm going to go with this one because I think parents not necessarily overthink this, but parents always like wait maybe a little bit until the time comes around and then they don't always have all their dots in a row. But the first thing you need to be starting to think about is you need to start thinking about what GCSE options are already in the school and what support is there in place within the school. So that's the first thing. Very, very simple. As you know, you come towards the summertime, you go into year nine, and this is the parents whose you know, kids are going to go into year nine, who are going to be picking their GCSE options this that academic year for them to prepare by the end of July to go into year 10. You need to find out what resources they have. There should be a booklet that the school will provide you kind of towards January time or possibly in December. Some schools do it in October, December. Some schools do it in January, February. Every school is different. But what they will have in place is they will have in place um, a list of subjects that they offer. This includes not just the GCSE options that they offer, 
but also any BTEC courses they may have for kids that want to do seven GCSEs as opposed to nine to ten GCSEs. And they will probably put details around who will teach it, who the curriculum head is, all of that kind of stuff. So the first tip for you as a parent is to find out when you're going to get that booklet information at your first parents evening, which ideally probably is going to be in October time. All right. So figure that out. Find that out first. See also if there's any information on their website. There are some schools who are really, really proactive and really good with this, and they actually um, have a lot of detailed information on their website, which is super helpful for parents because it gives them an idea of the kind of specialism the school has. And if it's a science-based school, if it's a languages-based school, you'll be able to see an overview of the different kind of subjects on offer. So those are the first two things. But the first tip is essentially to kind of research, plan, and try and plan ahead before you get to the decision-making process. Because I think sometimes when you go into things and then there's a rush, and I see this, and I've seen this before with some of the parents I've worked with in schools, and privately, there's this like rush to pick within two weeks. And then the kid will pick based on, you know, not having a lot of time, whatever subjects seem appealing to them and boom, bam, there's no discussion. And this is kind of where the careers advisor piece comes in. So for majority of cases, and it depends on what school your child is in, tip number two, if possible see if you can talk to a careers advisor during parents evening if your you know teenager is not able to see a careers advisor one-to-one the reason I say that is between between kind of like September December time most careers advisors are going to be pretty busy seeing year 11s and sixth form students if there is a sixth form in that school they're not probably going to be thinking about year nines so much because they don't start thinking about year nines until after January if the school has a system in place to afford them to allow time to see year nines. And it also depends on if the careers advisor is there five days a week, which majority of the time is very unlikely for a lot of schools. Not all careers advisors are going to be there five days a week. Some work part-time, they work there a few days a week, three to four days maximum perhaps. And it's up to you as a really proactively email the school, email the head of year, and really, really find out, you know, if that you can have a meeting with the careers advisor, whether that's during parents' evening or whether that's a one-to-one meeting that you can be present to talk to a careers advisor with your child. So the next tip is for you to take actionable steps to have a discussion with a careers advisor so that you can then not necessarily dissect, but discuss with your son or daughter in a discussion to find out more about the individual subjects. So for example, and I'll give you an example on this, I had a a young person who came in with his mum and dad and the mum and dad were really worried about him because they felt as though, um, you know, they'd been given this leaflet, but there'd not been any kind of, not just pastoral conversation, which is another level, if you want to go and talk to the pastoral team at the school, if there is one, a lot of funding has been cut for that in some schools, then go and talk to them. But also they were kind of worried about how GCSE options was going to impact on his future because he was interested in sports, he was interested in science, and he was interested in a few different things. 
So they were looking to see what would be the most valuable thing for him to do um, by picking certain subjects because he had a wide range of um, interests. And I think when that comes up, it's very, very important that the parents come and speak to a careers advisor so that they get an impartial viewpoint. And they will probably talk to the subject teachers during parents' evenings and there will be a very comprehensive chat going on there. But I think the issue is sometimes, and this has happened sometimes with young people who, you know, they do the year nine exams, the end of year exams, and perhaps maybe they don't do as well in a particular subject, like a subject like art or CDT, etc. But yet they really love that subject. So a teacher may not be as encouraging to support that child to do that subject. And that can be disheartening if a teacher is saying, "Mm, I'm not really sure this child should be doing that subject. But a lot of the time, if a child is creative, then it's up to you to see where you can fit the balance. Is there a way that they can join a club? if they're not doing it as a GCSE, so they don't lose interest in that area. Is there a way that you know that creativity can be fueled in a different way? So you as a parent also need to think about that, but also have discussions with subject teachers. But if a subject teacher is incredibly negative, even though your child isn't even that bad in the subject, then you also need to be thinking about the impact that's going to have on their motivation to learn and do well in that subject. I've also heard of some parents being very proactive and changing schools at this time because they don't feel as though sometimes the GCSE subjects that are offered in their child's school at that time fit where the child is right now. This has happened with some of the young people I've worked with. So if you are one of those parents, make sure that you discuss this very thoroughly with your teenage son or daughter. And there is a wide range of subjects that they're interested in, like One of the subjects that I know has become very popular, like back in my day when I was in school, it was just music. You didn't have music production or music technology as a GCSE. So those are a few other options. Psychology and sociology, obviously, are two other subjects that you can do as GCSE. And, you know, in some cases, if it's really, really important for a child to be doing more humanity subjects if they're interested in history, geography, those kind of subjects, even if they might be doing them already, helping them understand if they want to go into an ecological field or something like that, how that could be important for their future. So also having a discussion around how some subjects may help them um, in the future. And this kind of goes into tip number three. Tip number three is all about the different subjects that can relate to different fields. So um, a lot of schools who might have more practical hands-on subjects, things like photography, um, food technology, computer design and technology. That's another one. So, you know, back in my day, it was just ICT or computing. But now you have computer design. You have a lot more kind of like really um, intricate things and things like, obviously, if you want to learn about business and stuff, you don't just have business GCSE. You can have economics, politics, all these kind of subjects, which also are a good tail end to if they want to do A-levels. And the reason why I'm saying that is because those subjects are very academic. So if you know that your child is more interested in doing much more theory-based things, this is good preparation for them. Subjects like sociology, history, 
psychology, etc. And these can all be done at GCSE level, um, but it's very important for you to have a thorough discussion and for them to know what it's like. Some schools do offer um, kind of an early onset to these classes. What I mean by that, and I've mentioned this in one of my previous episodes before Target to Parents, that basically they finish the school term for year nine in about June, and then they start getting young people to do the GCSE classes as a head start. So not only do they have a grasp of the curriculum, but it's not shocked to their system so that they know that those subjects are going to be the right subjects for them. So within the third tip, I would really, really recommend you as a parent to make sure that you're having very, very kind of open minded discussions along with the careers advisor and the school and other people who might be doing the subjects that are related to what your son's or daughter's interests are. And, you know, obviously you've got sports science, GCSE and things like that as well. So discuss all of those things. And I think there's even sports performance as well. I mean, there's such a wide range of things. And I'll put some links in the show notes to really, really help you as a parent think about these kind of things. But the main things that I would really, really um, say to kind of round up this episode, because this is a shorter episode, is number one, make sure that you have already taken some planning and action in place to find out what the school has to offer what is out there and how you can really really get the ball rolling in terms of the GCSEs um, that are on offer and doing as much research as possible for you as a parent within that school the second tip was to make sure that you're speaking to a careers advisor the head of careers or the head of the school ahead of three your year group who can help you make these conscious decisions and having me- meetings with them and the third one was to find out about all the different GCSE subjects that can help with different careers so one more example obviously if you do you know design and technology that can really really help if with a career within graphic design that's a given um, if you do a business studies degree that can really really help with a finance degree for the future or finance a level music technology if you want to go into music production obviously that's a good GCSE to do art and design etc so the other thing that I want to say just before I kind of wrap up this episode is I also don't want parents to get overwhelmed and think if their child all of a sudden does all these creative you know subjects they can't do certain subjects at A levels that depends on the school And that is where you would need to, as a parent, proactively ask the school if they do this subject, can they do this subject? If they get very, very good high-level grades and they want to do A-levels and then do a degree, it shouldn't impact too much. Remember, your A-levels, if you're going to go into science, excuse me, science-based subjects later on, is where things may matter. So if during your GCSEs you know you definitely want to have a science-based career obviously doing triple science and things like this is probably going to be essential Um, so it's important to consider these points as well but what I would also say is that a young person is still a young person and they're allowed to change their mind and I was having a discussion around this on a podcast that I was on that I was interviewed where if I can be honest with you, we were talking about how, you know, your 
later on, a young person may develop a portfolio career. So the GCSE choices are important up to a degree, but I also don't want parents to think that straight away this young child is deciding their future right then and there. Some of these subjects will have an impact to a certain degree, but also I don't want a young person to feel completely overwhelmed as may even the parent feel overwhelmed. Trying to think about the subjects they enjoy, they like doing, and they know are going to really, really motivate them. And I'll give you an example of this with myself, because I did, with my additional subjects, I did history, I did IT, I did home home, home economics, and I did textiles, and I ended up studying psychology. So the reason I'm giving that as as a quick overview and example is some people might do music GCSE, a music A level, but then they go off and study something scientific based, or they go on into IT, or they go into a career that is like marketing or something like that. So try not to be too overwhelmed with all of these scenarios, try to think more about the enjoyment aspect, what they're good at, what you know, they're going to get good grades in, and what you know, that, and also, what you know, is going to help them in the best possible way. And lastly, one last point, very, very quickly, is that if your um, son or daughter has um, any SEN needs or they are neurodivergent, make sure that you're also talking to the school to find out what support is there in place. If they're dyslexic, what is the support they're going to get in terms of revision preparation when they're doing their GCSEs? If they're autistic, what are the things that need to be done in order to support your child so that they have the best experience in school and if they have ADHD and there are certain subjects that you know you think are going to affect them have you spoke to your doctor have you spoke to the SEN team what are the things you need to do if you know that there is something there even if they are a specially gifted child or a gifted child because that is still under SEN weirdly enough um, then you need to assess what is the right way for them without the school interfering because I've worked with a couple of gifted children who the school put a lot of pressure on and it shouldn't be ultimately about that it should be about the welfare of your child and where your child wants to go so lastly I want to say as a parent make sure that you also stay within your boundaries of what you think your child wants to do and I'll give a quick example of what I mean by this I've worked with young people before who are very good at science-based subjects but they want to go into performing arts so it's up to you as a parent to also think about practically what you know your child is passionate about and good at and realistically all of you parents are going to want what's best for your child so really also try not to get too caught up in what the school is telling you to do listen to impartial people and try to take on board what you feel is going to be best for your child Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope it's helped you as a parent to kind of have some more kind of practical tips before year nine starts for your child um, next year, (laughs) next academic year in September. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know, it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.